0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Do you even know this girl's What's name? I, <laughs> I just know this girl, Fox. <laughs> I <was> like, Occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally.
2: Occasionally. <laughs> What's
3: up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. What's up? What's up? We're cutting guests. Well, maybe not forever. Not but- forever. It's just like every time we get guests, I'm like, no offense to guests. Please,
1: please really want to be a guest on this show after you listen to this next part.
3: I'm like, fuck the guests. I'm just like, I it's just honestly, I'm lazy. And I'm just like, (laughs) that's really what it's coming down to. (laughs) Neither
1: of us really wants to put in the effort to find the guests. So we're like, we don't need them.
3: Well, I also just like talking shit. And then sometimes I feel like a guest, it's like you got to get into a rhythm and they have other things to do. And they're like, can I do this time? I have like, I have yoga. And it's like, I don't care. Care about <laughs> your schedule.
1: This doesn't work for me. Yeah,
3: they're like, oh, sorry, can we reschedule? And I'm like, I'd rather just not have y'all. Yeah. <laughs> y'all yeah, reschedule to never. Yeah. You know what? Your presence is not even that necessary if I'm being honest. <laughs> I sound like such an asshole. But I appreciate everyone who's done the podcast. I probably will ask a guest in the future. Yeah. she's not happening. So just fast forward through this part
1: and uh But
3: you know, it's just kinda like I'd rather just talk shit. Yeah. um, I did nothing all weekend. Good.
1: I'm <laughs> jealous of that.
3: I know, but it was like kind of depressing. Like were you looking for things to do and just
1: nothing was presenting itself or were you kind of, was it a choice?
3: Uh, nothing was presented. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> it was like Friday night and I was like, holy fuck, I have no plans this weekend. You know, I have a dog, so people probably know that. But this is a dog-friendly city. You can
1: do things with the dog. That's the other thing, though. When you don't have plans, you do still have something to do. You have to do, like, there's no way you can sit on your couch for 48 hours straight. Because you've got to leave the apartment at least, what, five or six times
3: in that period? I'm leaving every, like, hour. Yeah. she pissed. She's going to piss during this podcast, aren't you? She threw up in my bed. Someone's like, why aren't you crating her? And I was like... Why do you think I got this dog? (laughs) To put her in a cage
1: so that I could sleep alone? Yeah. Um, I need warm breath on my neck (laughs) when I wake up. Have you met me? (laughs) The dogs I've woken up next to
3: (laughs) have been far worse than this one. Yeah. A little bit of puke never hurt anybody. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't get a dog to listen to more crying at night. No. So, yeah, she sleeps with me. But I did watch... Lula Rich oh yes I had heard somebody
1: mention it they're like this is like wild I'm like okay here's the thing I love MLMs not love them like actually but I just think they're so fucking crazy I love a good cult story and I love anything that has to do with kind of the midwest because it's such like a fantasy land to me I'm like what goes on out there I don't get it.
3: Yeah, like why what makes them so sad they feel like they have to be racist, you know?
1: I don't know. I think and that's the thing. I'm like I don't understand it at all, so I'm fascinated.
3: And then you watch Lulu Rich and you're like, oh, they're just so stupid. Yeah. But I will say, speaking of stupidity, I didn't know what an MLM was. Really? Yeah. Like I've heard of pyramid schemes, but I didn't know what an MLM it's a pyramid scheme.
1: Yeah. Well they explain that they're like very, very close, but they are different. In that you have to sell a product. It has to be a thing. Like as long as you have a product attached to it and you're selling a thing, you're good. And that's an MLM. Gets a little pyramid schemey when the thing part goes away and it's just about the money. And that's what happened to them.
3: Yeah. Okay, basically Lula Rich is about this company called LuLaRoe. If anyone's listening has heard of it, maybe you own a pair of leggings. I told my friend to watch it today, and she was like, I have a pair of those leggings. My friend lives in L.A. Someone she worked with left the job to do LuLaRoe.
1: That's it. what it sounded like a lot of the people did. Like, watching this, I took notes on it while I was watching this, just because I'm like, I can't forget any of this madness. But that was one of the things that stuck out to me. I'm like, there were multiple people... They were interviewing them and multiple people were like, hey, I'm I was working hard. I had a full time job, but I was in a lot of debt. So I heard about this opportunity and decided to put myself into more debt to be a part of it. And I had to like pause it and be like, what did I just fucking listen to?
3: Yeah. So basically what happened is this family that was very unattractive, um, had a lot of kids. They started making these skirts out of patterns and they became very popular And then it became an MLM, which is a multi-level marketing. Yes. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. So they would sell packages of leggings to sell to people so they could have LuLaRoe leggings parties. Yes. So it was basically like they
1: started out talking about the fact that it was like a Tupperware party of the 60s or 70s, but for like a modern age. And it was leggings and ugly ass maxi skirts and chevron print.
3: The patterns were so ugly. I was like, how... They were like, oh, they were so attractive. They were
1: so... People were chasing after these <laughs> patterns if they couldn't find them. They were like <laughs> tracking them down in different cities or states. Like Pokemon cards. Yes. But they were so ugly. They were horrible. They were like, it was this really cool cosmic pattern with stars and moons on it. I'm like, are you fuck? Like, are we Miss Frizzle? Are all of us Miss Frizzle? What the fuck is happening?
3: And they had unicorns on them. So then they started calling the unique pairs the Mm -hmm. unicorns yes and they
1: only made like a certain amount in each print because i'm sure they just fucking ran out of this cheap ass fabric that they found in a warehouse so then they're like oh there was exclusivity because like if that ran out then it ran out so people were willing to like chase them down and pay a lot more for those really unique prints i'm like i need i don't understand i was so mind blown like 15 times
3: well and also this sounds so mean but like I gotta be honest. I've never felt hotter watching that documentary. Oh yeah, I've never
1: felt hotter or smarter or just like <laughs> crushing it in a lot of ways over here. And I, meanwhile, I just I'm like hungover from a wedding, laying there in sweatpants, unshowered with like huge afro hair because I had just taken all the bobby pins out of it, and I still felt incredible.
3: Yeah, I was like, oh god, I have no weekend plans, so I started watching this. Docu series, four part docu series, and I was like, oh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm crushing it. Yeah. My favorite character of the docu series was the referee they hired. Yes. From Craigslist? Yes. So basically, they hired a referee, and this guy was like, I was a, <laughs> what did he say? He was like a high level referee. He was a high
1: level, like volleyball referee for basically like college girls from what i understood i didn't quite understand like how prestigious he was or how he had gotten there but but he gave that all up (laughs) he gave it all up to become like a customer service representative at lularoe
3: it would yeah the referee thing would have been creepy but i think he was gay so i don't think it was like i don't think he was in it for like young girls
1: no i think he was very passionate about the fact that he was like
3: a referee a
1: referee running all of this he
3: thought he was an athlete he thought he went to the Olympics. I think he
1: thought he was at the Super Bowl every single day.
3: So in the end, uh, he quit because it turned out to be a scam. their So their conventions would be crazy. Yes. They had their nephew running the conventions. and He, he was my second favorite. <laughs> he was such an asshole. He was like, um, yeah, I, I don't know how to run a company that's a million-dollar company, and let alone a billion-dollar company. So for the conventions... He said he had no cap. So he spent $30 million on a LuLaRoe convention to have Katy Perry perform. I, as soon as that popped up on the screen, you're the first person I thought of. I'm like, oh,
1: there's so much here. There's just this. uh, That could have been the documentary. Could have been just about that convention specifically where she showed up and we'd have plenty to talk about.
3: You know, they must have paid her, what, $5 million for the night? I think so, yeah. Actually, I would have done that. It's like one performance for $5 million, but it's like Midwest white woman being like, you're gonna hear me roar.
1: It's also Katy Perry at her most ridiculous. She's in like this blue sequin unitard that I wish was LuLaRoe, but I don't think it was. You know the video of Katy Perry trying to like bop around with rappers on stage? <laughs> And it's just like every person that's basically like if you've ever thought you looked cool at a club while any kind of hip hop is playing, this is what you look like. It was like that, but in a performance. Yeah. It was just as much embarrassment as you could pile on to Katy Perry.
3: And then they had Kelly Clarkson at the next one. And the referee goes, uh, that convention ruined Kelly Clarkson for me. <laughs> <He> goes, <laughs> dead serious. I can never listen to Kelly Clarkson again. And Don't You Want to Stay is my favorite song. <laughs> he like, He's like, and I can never listen to it now. Just dead fucking serious. Oh, my God. That LuLaRoe ruined Kelly Clarkson for him. Fair enough. I but- like the black woman who was like, yes. She, yeah She was so much She was like I guess Lula rode cruises
1: And she was like Listen A bunch of white people On a boat Like I appreciate the invite But I'm out <laughs> And I'm like, I wish I could use that as an excuse because that would have to be it, too. I would have nothing else to say, but I'd just be like, I don't want to be out to see with you guys.
3: And it's so funny because she's like clearly like, no, I like white people, just not this group of white people. Yeah. <laughs> this specifically, she was one of the
1: best, too. There were so many. There were so many good people because it's just difficult when you see people out of the context of the pyramid scheme because i'm like I can feel like most of you are smartish like she was clearly very smart and aware the design the head designer oh
3: yeah she very was very
1: smart and just knew that this whole thing was bullshit but she's like it's a
3: job and whatever so they paid designers to do the luaroe you know designs yes and then they were making them print so many that they just started copying them from google images yes like she was making fun of herself which i respected
1: But she was like, some of the shit was so fucking stupid and ugly.
3: I'm like, well. So the owners are like these two crazy old Midwest people. And the woman at one point, she went down to Tijuana to get her stomach, a sleeve on her stomach.
1: Yeah, it's like a gastro sleeve. So instead of like gastric bypass, where they just shrink your stomach. I think it's basically just putting like a hair tie around it, which in
3: Tijuana is probably exactly what it was. (laughs) the same one they tie fruit together and uh this woman was trying to get her head The you know the second level people she wanted them all to go down to Tijuana to do it yeah the thing is there were
1: certain people I felt bad for because I'm like oh you really got swindled and then other ones which I guess when there's a lot of pressure it's difficult to dig your way out of it but there was one woman that's like no I'm absolutely not going to Tijuana but I will go get a balloon put in my stomach to have that, like, help me
3: out. Yeah, what is a balloon?
1: I think the purpose of it is just to, like, it inflates in your stomach so it just takes up space. It's The whole idea behind all those surgeries is that your stomach is smaller so you have to eat less and then you lose weight. So the balloon just, like, fills up in your stomach and then takes up space so there's less room for food to be there. But it, like popped or something in her stomach and she got really sick and had to go to the hospital and get it taken out and she basically said she's like and no one was like scared for me they all just pretty much said yeah I told you so should have gone to Tijuana (laughs) I'm like what the fuck is this and the thing was they showed pictures of what was her name Deanne of the head woman right after her surgery and she said she lost like 70 something pounds and she definitely looked skinnier she was scary looking because (laughs) she was in the Midwest and has no idea how to do her
3: makeup yeah, she looks thinner, but she had a lot of skin, so she kind of looked like she kind of looked like this ginger candy. <laughs> 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 if you've ever eaten gingers, which are ginger candies, she looked like the ginger guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then they're interviewing her clearly after this, and she, she gained the weight back. So it's like, what what happened to the sleeve? Like.
3: <laughs> Where does that go? Yeah, the, the sleeve burst. Like most hairbands, it broke. <laughs> Just give it a little too many. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, girlfriend, you got to go back to TJ. <laughs> Take another trip. But what I don't understand is clearly she was making millions of dollars. Why do you have to go to
1: TJ? Yeah, because i I mean, it's like a rich thing when you're like, well, I want to keep having all my money, so I better do cheap well it it was LaRoe. like they weren't doing things expensively but then they were paying 30 million dollars for a convention I don't think that was them though I think they just had no fucking idea how to run a business so they're like we want a big convention so just do your
3: thing and then let's hire your weird-ass nephew who's clearly a douchebag he was a scam artist too oh yeah but then was like lying through his teeth the whole documentary they all were they They were all lying that entire family is pieces of shit and I was like thinking about it. I'm like fucking every corporation, if you really think about it, is a fucking MLM. Like yeah. look at Amazon. Jeff Bezos has millions of dollars. He hires. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you look at every company, there's a there's a pyramid to it for sure. Yeah. But these women are like, I feel so bad. Like i ruined so many people's lives. And it's like, you know, you were doing while you were doing it. Yeah. You wanted more money.
1: And they were also fucking stupid about like. They mentioned in it, they're like, we were making all this money out of bonus checks and things like that. But then they were encouraged to spend it as quickly as possible. I'm like,
3: what? That's the other thing I didn't buy either. So I guess when they would get all these bonus checks, their bonus checks would be like hundreds of thousands of dollars. They were encouraged to spend them all.
1: Spend them quickly. To like show their success and really demonstrate it and jack it up.
3: But, you know, those people didn't have to do that. They just did. They just did. And they, it's because they didn't. They've never seen that amount of money yeah. before,
1: and that was the tough part. Where I'm like, I want to feel bad for you because you have all these people crying later that are like, "I completely ruined my family's life." It's like, yeah, you did. Time to take responsibility for that. Because why does somebody that lives in Iowa need five Louis Vuitton purses? Where are you going?
3: Why does anyone need five? Louis no
1: Louis one 5 does. But like, if you're going to Cheddar's <laughs> or to on a nice night, the Cheesecake Factory. No one at the Cheesecake Factory cares about your Louis.
3: But it made me sad I didn't get in on it
1: early. That would have been nice. Oh, yeah. It sounds like one of those things. If you got in early and then if you... There had to have been someone out there. I wish they had found them and interviewed them where they're like, yeah, I got in and then I just had to stop because I didn't have the time to dedicate. So I sold off all my in- inventory and I was out and I made like millions of dollars. a big. that's sick.
3: Good for I you. I bet you there are people like that. They just didn't do the documentary.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure it's one of those things too. Like, think of your friend that has a pair of Lululemon. Like... I could not be prouder that I never had someone slip into a DM and get that out of me. I don't think I would have anyway because I have eyes. But, like, <laughs> I imagine that- if you had sold it and then you have to admit to having sold it. Like, that would be incredibly embarrassing to be like, yeah, I was a part of that. And then roped others in.
3: Yeah. If you made money and got out and now you're just living high, you don't want to be like, this is how I made my money. Yeah. No. But it was, uh, it was pretty. It's phenomenal. It's a good... Everyone should watch. It's on
1: Amazon Prime. I was comparing that after I watched it to watching the Nexium thing. And I felt very good about the LuLaRoe thing because I'm like, this would never happen to me in a million years. Number one, because I have taste. And it was just like, you can... You hear enough of these stories now where you're like, I'm not going to get roped into a pyramid scheme no matter what. It's just not happening. Nexium was different because... It was all about the promise of like improving your career and leadership skills. I'm like I could almost see myself trying something like that just to be like oh like I do want to improve these skills and do all this stuff and then I would have gotten roped in and whatever else. I mean I still would hope that I would have the wherewithal in either situation to be like something doesn't feel right. Not going to do this. Like I basically I don't think you should ever pay someone to give you the tool like I would never go to a convention for something like that to like sit in a room kind of like Magnolia with uh, Tom Cruise with his hair slicked back I would never sit there to have someone tell me how to be better at something I'm like I'll read a book but that's about as far as I'd go
3: well I mean you know when you start out in comedy you have to sell five tickets to a shitty comedy show in order to perform right and I did that shit and then I caught on quick it's the same concept these producers would be like oh yeah you have to pay 125 dollars to perform And then when I figured out how to get on shows and, like, how to do bar shows, I told this one producer, basically, I'm not going to pay you anymore. Like, I'm not going to do your show and pay you. That's a waste of my money. And she goes, oh, okay, Hannah, if you think you can get shows without me. And you're like, all right. And then I blocked that fucking bitch. (laughs) But then she became the assistant booker of JFL, which is like this huge showcase. Yeah. And I didn't get it because she was the assistant. Well, I might have not gotten it for other reasons, but (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's because Tammy was pissed. Anyway, you know, it was funny. This girl in rehab was selling Mary Kay. See, I was thinking of all of that
1: kind of stuff as I was watching and I'm like, Mary Kay is one. Rodan and Fields is one like. I don't know if it's just because they do it better or if they have a really good setup where people don't get fucked over. Like, is it a when, not an if, or is it an if and those companies seem to have, because Mary Kay's been around forever. So is it just they figured out how to not make it a shitty situation for? I think Mary Kay just has consistent
3: products. It's like a Mac. Yeah. But instead of a store, it's an MLM. Yeah. It was funny in rehab because I, this woman, my friend bought, she was like, fuck, this girl's hounding me to give, to pay her for my fucking Mary Kay lip gloss I didn't even want. (laughs) (laughs) And I told my roommate, I'm like, don't you think it's weird that someone in rehab is selling Mary Kay? She was like, I need a new lip gloss. And she was going to another rehab after. She's like, where is she? So (laughs) I'm like, find this girl who's selling this Mary Kay shit. I'm like, maybe it's kind of smart she's selling in rehab. And she figured it out. But I was like, how the fuck did she get it in there? Yeah. Because they check your bags. Like, you know what? This is the least of our problems right now. Do whatever the
1: fuck you want.
3: Well, they took away all my shit. All my shit that had like glass and stuff. I guess Mary Kay's plastic. They figured it out. Hey. But I remember in high school, my friend's mom had Mary Kay, sold Mary Kay stuff. She was like, my mom's going to get a Mercedes.
1: The pink Mercedes. (laughs) The pink
3: Mercedes. And it was like, I mean, call me a snob, but like. I just wouldn't want to drive around a pink Mercedes no. that said Mary Kay. No. It was just like such a type of mom, like a mom that shopped at Express. And Cachet when and that cachet. existed. And they were like weirdly, wore weirdly tight clothes and had bright makeup. And they were like, you were. It was like, like a Regina George mom. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they sold Mary Kay. And you're like, ah, like I kind of want this hot mom to like me, but I don't know if I care enough. Yeah. This girl today, uh, when I was walking Miley outside, she had an Aussie doodle and she was like, I'm single. Are you raising your dog alone? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I too am a single mother. I love her already. She's like, do you crate her at night? Is it hard? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want her sleep in the bed. She's like, see, my thing is like, since I'm single, <laughs> I was like, I got it. I get it. I don't know anyone, girl. Relax. <laughs> yeah. If I knew someone, they'd be mine. Um... She was like, yeah, in case a guy comes over, like he needs to be in the crate. Just, you know, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) thank you for sharing, stranger. (laughs) I I don't even know this girl's name. She's like, when I go to (laughs) Poundtown,
1: I don't want it to be a thing where the dog doesn't know that it's not allowed to be in the bed. Do you even know this girl's (laughs) name? (laughs) I just know this girl, Fox. i was like occasionally
3: occasionally i was like yeah i just had I, honestly i i haven't really uh had to think about that i almost was like you know i have herpes so <laughs> while we're on this subject it's not that hey, easy. here's my secret <laughs> yeah i let her sleep in bed with me
1: now that i have the herp <laughs> you know how it is BFF found <laughs> it just my fist <laughs> Oh my god
3: Um anyway <laughs> I made a new friend today Say she she Social <laughs> isn't hard at all She honestly was pretty cool but Pretty weird to be like I'm single and I'm creating my dog in case I bring a guy back
1: <laughs> I mean I like that she puts it out there right from the get go Cause I'm like yeah that's good I mean it's not wrong yeah, if that's I mean,
3: a good it's, thing to think about. Yeah, yeah, I was honestly, I was like, oh, shit, I I, I didn't think about that. Um, clearly, my head's not in the right, right space. Not yet, no. But uh, I met this guy on Raya, like, two weeks. He, like, lives in San Francisco, but he puts his raya in New York, which is already, like, a red flag. Yeah. But he is Irish and lives in San Francisco, so I'm like, I guess I could have a one-night stand with this guy. Yeah. But he's trying to meet tonight. Mm. And I was like, I can't and then he's like, "Well, I'm I can't all week then." I'm like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's uh that's the closest I've gotten to hooking up with someone. Nice. I um never heard back from the Cancun guy. That's so weird and it's shocking. Shocking, right? But I honestly these apps, I like went on a digital detox and i paused all of them because I was getting like, this other guy gave me his number last week and we were texting. Granted, I think he goes to Austria tomorrow, but we were supposed to maybe hang out this weekend. I just never heard from him. But we switched to text and then like he just we were texting and just stopped. And it's like it's fine, but it's like so annoying to me. Yeah. It was like pissing me off. I'm like, why get this far? Yeah. Why are we here? Repeatedly.
1: Like, why does everyone keep doing
3: this? Yeah. And it's just like it keeps happening. Like this other guy followed me on Instagram, was like DMing me. And then he has not asked me out. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, what's the point of, like, literally... Yeah, what are,
1: why are we starting these, like, five-minute conversations just to let them go? Like... That's what I mean. It's like, why follow me on Instagram? Why exchange texts? Like, yeah. what... And why I, follow you on Instagram, which he will then proceed to do for the rest of his life now, but not have a conversation?
3: Like, you get to see what I'm doing all day, every day with my life from afar when we've never met. That's, like, the guy from Cancun. He's posting stories, and I just unfollowed him. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to see this shit. I don't care. I don't care. I find it weird that I have to know about your life from now on when you, I don't know you. Yeah. This is so annoying to me. So it's not even like, oh my God, I want to, I guess I do want to go on a date so bad. I'm like, oh my God, I want to date so bad. But it's like, I just hate that I'm wasting so much fucking time, like exchanging numbers. Like they're following me on Instagram, messaging me there. And then it's like, I don't know you. You're a fucking stranger.
1: Yeah. I like mean, Why are we going through all of this just to have you ghost me before we even meet, which is makes like no sense.
3: Yeah, I just like it's I just
1: a ton of people wasting each other's time. It's very yeah, weird.
3: Yeah. And it's happened four times in a row where I yeah. where it switched to text and then like nothing. And I'm just at a point where I'm like, I I can't handle this.
1: So yeah, I think it was a good move. Pause them. Let it go for a little bit.
3: I mean, I wasn't going to go to my friend's bachelorette party because, you know, I'm sober and I was like, I don't know if it's a good idea. But after this weekend of literally doing nothing, I might go. There you go. Where is it? Phoenix. You know, last <laughs> time I was in Arizona. I, I was, was
1: going to st- say, you had a great time last time. <laughs> you were there. Might as well.
3: I was in rehab. Have a so, repeat. Yeah. When is she old enough to go to a dog park? Because that would be... I know. She's not... She has to get all her vaccines, yeah. which isn't until... She has another round and then two more rounds. Okay, yeah. I figure she's still way too young, but... Yeah. Soon. Soon. I know, I met this guy who had a puppy and he was, like, hanging out for a while. I was like, (laughs) okay. And they were, like, playing and he wasn't, like... They were playing for, like, 15, 20 minutes. And I thought this guy was, like, flirting. And then he was like, yeah, it's actually my girlfriend's mom's dog. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Sick. I was like, get your dog away from my fucking dog. It probably has get fucking your cheating-ass dog <laughs> away from my dog. Why did you just tell me that you have an Aussie doodle at home? Why the fuck did you just waste my time?
1: Well, it's like uh, that thing that you saw earlier with the matchmaking guy who... Okay,
3: wait, explain this. Can you?
1: I don't know the legitimacy of this. This is all hearsay, but I'll give it my best shot. So someone popped into our database. So they made a profile, added photos, all this different stuff. And someone else, like another matchmaker, had added a link because we Google a lot of people just to like, I do it just to like find LinkedIn's or Facebook's just to be like, okay, like, does everything here check out? Do you have any other pictures that I can add in just to make this more lucrative, all that so when you do that, most of the time it's their LinkedIn, Facebook, and maybe some other random thing, like a Twitter that pops up first. But if someone has a wedding website, that pops up pretty close to the top of Google search results. So someone else had posted like, is this him? It's really hard to tell and posted like a Zola link. So of course I see that. I'm like, what? And I click on it. And whoever posted it, number one, no offense to the people I work with, but you're a fucking moron because all you needed to look, there's like gallery sections or photos in wedding websites where just people put up everything that they've ever looked good in together. And it was very clearly him. And I'm looking, I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is from a couple years ago. Shit happens, shit ends. And now he's back on the market. And then they did say that they had had to reschedule their wedding because of COVID and it's rescheduled to May of 2022.
3: And when was he put into the system? Like,
1: this weekend. So, I have to still do some checking up on it. There's a chance that, like, things have happened. Like, but to reschedule it to 2022 means that you were engaged in 2020. Or prior
3: to. 2021. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, 2020. Because, like, some people, if they. When did he get, he put the, he got into the system this weekend. Yeah. And he has a wedding website for the. Spring, Yes, of next year, yeah. Do you call them out on that? See, I never know
1: what to... You have to be very sure before you would because the first thing I would do would be find his fiance and be like, hey, just so you know, like, this is going on, you guys might want to talk about this. Like, you kind of do, like, an under-the-table kind of like, hey, I don't want to get involved, but what the fuck? I would never call out the guy himself because if he was brazen enough to do this he has some kind of fucking excuse but again like it's an annoying thing where you want to give people the benefit of the doubt because you're like well clearly I don't know the whole story here and it would be incredible if someone had the balls to be like yeah I'm engaged and I'm going to go on this website and put in a profile where people have to find out all this shit about me to then introduce me to other people the dramatic side of me really hopes that he's just like that much of a moron and is trying to pull that off
3: but well, I told you about what happened at the beginning of COVID, right? <clears throat> I don't know. I was home and I was talking to this guy on Hinge. This was like probably last. This was before I got. This is pre-herp. So this was like March. <laughs> I, I want to start doing things instead of like AD or BC. PH. <laughs> yeah, it was PH. It was pre-herpes. And so I, you know, was still hopeful about men. And this guy was like talking to me on hinge and i was like why you just text me and i gave him my number and he didn't text me he kept messaging me on the app which is a red flag yeah and then he was like could you come over today before 4 p.m and i was like why and he goes ugh, you're gonna think i'm the worst but i probably go on <laughs> and he's like i just moved in with my girlfriend and she's driving me insane and at this point it was when everything was so shut down i was like i bet his girlfriend's a fucking doctor I was like, what does your girlfriend do just to have him say it? Because the, there's nothing open at this point. So I was yeah. like, she has to work in the healthcare." He was like, you're again, you're going to think this is what makes me even more of an asshole. She's a nurse. And I go, OK, so you want me to come to your apartment and fuck you when you have a nurse who's working her ass off to save 24 seven. And I could expose him to covid who right. could expose a nurse to covid or she could easily expose him and expose me. It was like the most selfish thing I've ever heard. And I go, you're right. You're a huge piece of shit and you need to see a therapist. And this guy's on hinge, like in D.C. casually. So I'm like, what I'm saying is I would not be surprised if this guy who is getting married in the spring signed himself up for an elite matchmaking service. Yes.
1: See, I've seen enough and I've been doing this for long enough to know that people would try just because they think for whatever reason we're dumb and we're not going to look into it. I'm like, it's literally the opposite. We I find out everything about you. Like I LinkedIn search people all the time and then find like their companies and I'm looking on the company website. I'm like, what does it say about you on here? Like, it's literally your job to vet people. So I don't yeah. know. Did he sign up to like pay? Did he- no, well, not yet. Like he just signed up for the free part of it. And then someone, if he makes enough money or if they think he'd be a decent candidate to be a client, then someone's going to reach out and figure all that out. So the thing is, it's going to come out pretty quickly because we always ask about past relationship history and things like that. So my favorite part about myself is if you read the notes that are by me anywhere in our database, they're very clearly by me because I'm always like, fuck this guy. (laughs) Everyone else is like, he's a little bit of a difficult personality, but like, I think he means well. I'm like, no, this guy's a fucking douchebag. I would not match him. Don't reach out. D. Like, Give him a rating of a D. Um, So with someone like this, like since I didn't know, I'm like with the person that left the note that was like, I'm not sure if it's him. I'm like, "Uh, it definitely is. Looks like he's slated to be married in May of 2022. So whoever meets with him, talk about this. Like ask him. Don't dance around that issue because what the fuck?
3: I want to get on their wedding website and message the profile.
1: I do, too. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, I need to do the thing I need to do later because obviously I'm super invested in this. If I can find either of them on Instagram, that's the main thing. Like if you go on someone's Instagram, because I've done that before where like there was an old wedding website from like 2016 and you're like, what? And then you go on Instagram or Facebook and back in 2016 they were with someone and then clearly there was a little bit of, like then they took a trip to Vegas with all their friends and then... They were just like golfing a lot for a while and then there's a new girlfriend. You're like, okay, something happened and that wedding didn't happen or it did and you got divorced and now here we are like that's unfortunate, but you are technically single, but you find all of that out by doing a lot of recon work. Yeah, so I don't want to incriminate him quite yet, but it didn't look good.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just weird. You'd sign up for a matchmaking service before you deleted your wedding. Yeah, website. that's the other
1: thing. I'm like, all these websites that the weddings didn't happen, I guess it's hard to delete it, but I can't imagine it's that difficult. Well, how is your registration still open? That Obviously, I looked at that, too. I'm like, what are they asking for? And there was a lot of it still available. So I kind of wanted to buy them something and then, like, send it with an anonymous note. Like, hey, girl, here's this uh, dish set from Crate and Barrel. But I feel like you need to talk to him about this.
3: Yeah. You know how you can have something engraved or like something like painted on? Run. Love (laughs) Skylar. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's a piece of shit. Um, There's this thing on Hulu. I don't know if it's old, but they were like advertising it this weekend. You know, I had nothing to do. Right. You really caught up. Each episode's a different crime or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, this woman in Florida, she was like a holistic doctor she left a family vacation early to go home and then she was murdered with a hammer in her home oh god and they have the husband's footage at the police station and the police officers were like yeah there was just like something sketchy about the way he reacted because he was like playing to the cameras that he knew were in the room and he was like who could have done this who could have taken my wife he was like (laughs) on his knees and like looking up like why god why Right. and like to the camera yeah like
1: much. he knew his <laughs> angles he's like alright let me go a little this way to get rid of my chin
3: yeah exactly anyway they found out that he he asked his best friend from high school to murder her because he needed the insurance money and he was cheating on her and uh Good god it's amazing what guys do I mean women are crazy too I won't what I'm saying is I just bet this guy's a fucking loser but um it's yeah. just like the sociopath behavior is like pretty crazy yeah did you
1: uh, hear about Gabby? Oh, yeah. That was pretty much all I've been catching up on. I feel like I didn't know anything about it a week ago, and I've never been more invested in something in my life. But I think it's most fascinating just because it's, like, happening in real
3: If you haven't heard this story, then watch the news, because it's pretty much all over the news. But Gabby, this girl Gabby Petito and her boyfriend, Brian La- Laundry. Yeah, I think it's Laundry. They went on a... You know, a van tour, which already the van is already so sketchy because. Van life. Yeah. Growing up in Northern Virginia when the sniper, even though the sniper van didn't turn out to be a white van, Mm -hmm. I'm so scared of white vans now because. We were taught to be. Yeah. Because the sniper, they were like, oh, it's a white van. It's a sniper in a white van. So I was always so scared of a white van. I remember when the sniper shit was happening. Mm -hmm. I wet the bed. I was in sixth grade. and I was wetting the bed like every night. My parents wouldn't let me sleep with them because the be- I was like a fucking dog. They had to crate me. <laughs> they had to fucking throw me in a crate. But I slept in the guest bedroom because it was closer to my parents' bedroom because I was terrified. I was terrified yeah. I was, <laughs> for some reason. I-, I was so scared of a sniper was going to come into my house, even though it was at Walmart. I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: even though that was the exact opposite. They weren't going to come in the house. It was much more fun for them to shoot you while you were like,
3: in your driveway yeah exactly yeah. so but I was just like terrified so even now the white van that they were hashtag van lifing in it's scary yeah it's creepy but they're like 23 or something they were mm-hmm. like trying to start a YouTube which is so sad they had one YouTube video and then they and then they gave up they're you know like, it isn't for us social media life is hard man yeah <laughs> podcasts tear people apart I can only imagine what YouTube channels do to yeah. people clearly clearly What kills me, though, is the boy. So they were on this like trip in Wyoming and he comes back alone Mm -hmm. and she's missing and he lawyers up and isn't speaking to the police and they don't arrest him immediately. Yeah. And now he's missing. This is where I think the media fucked up. As I've talked about on this podcast, Mm -hmm. I was assaulted this summer You know, it's not that easy. Like, I've been dealing with the detectives and stuff. And, like, thankfully, there isn't, like, a media story around it. And thankfully, not that many people listen to this podcast. So they're, like, basically, until we have, like, hard evidence against him, we cannot hold him. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, like, very complicated. But they want to make sure. They want to see if his DNA is in the system so they can directly match him. Because if you can't hold someone and you bring them in, they can run. Mm. But because the media was publicizing it so much, that's why he was able to run. Yeah. But basically the reason I think the police didn't arrest him immediately is because her body was not found. So it wasn't a murder case yet. Mm. And they had nothing to hold him on. Yeah. But because the media was like, it's so clearly him. Yeah. He was able to run. Yeah. I mean, it's good about the law is like innocent until proven
1: guilty. Because when you are innocent, you're like, okay, cool. I've got that backing me up. Yeah,
3: exactly. But this guy's so clearly like. Yeah. The fact that he came back without his girlfriend is like... And and he didn't...
1: Like, didn't he not tell anyone, really? It's not like he was, like, calling them, like, oh, like, her parents or anything, like...
3: No, her parents were the one who reported her missing. Right,
1: yeah. So, it's not like he came back. He's like, we have a situation. Like, this is going down. Like, Like, not that I have any kind of sociopathic or murderous tendencies, but I do think I'm a pretty good liar. And I feel like if I were to go on a trip and then didn't come back with Ryan... I would at least play it up. Like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) I don't know where he is. Someone help me. We got to go look for him. Like, at least try.
3: Yeah, exactly. The fact that this kid just like drove home and probably stopped at McDonald's on his way back. Yeah, he
1: got a sweet tea, kept going. He was probably psyched to be able to eat in that van because apparently it sounds like they got into a fight about the cleanliness
3: of it. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. So a week before she had hit him. Mm hmm. Because he had brought his dirty feet into the van like a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sounded great together. Well, what's interesting is my, my friend, so we were talking about it at work today, and my friend was like, it just shows you like how fake social media is. Yeah. Because if you look at both their social medias, they look so in love. Their trip looks amazing. Yeah. Literally that week she gets, she disappears. He yeah. murders her. It was like she posted an Instagram and he pushed her off a cliff. Yeah. It's insane yeah it's that's why i was like oh my ex-boyfriend looks so happy with his girlfriend and my friend goes social media is so fake it's like are you sure You're yeah like, yes. and then after seeing this i'm like maybe they're not doing so hot maybe they're not <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> i'm such an asshole i'm like this gives me hope though so, <laughs> it's such a shitty thing to say but um i wonder where he is you know the parents definitely helped him the oh, parents yeah. were like get the fuck out of here get out of he, here!" that kid's in mexico by now easily deep in mexico
1: which is honestly more terrifying than anything to me, but
3: yeah, like he's not hanging out in Cabo, so. What's crazy is his Instagram is like still very active and people are commenting like you're a fucking murderer and everyone's like he looks like a murderer and I'm like I think you could say that about any guy in hindsight. Yeah, you can always
1: find like a little bit of a crazy eye or just like something about someone you're like mm, something doesn't seem right there.
3: What's well, like my ex-boyfriend who like had these explosions of anger. I was like... It's not like he would ever hurt me. And my therapist was like, um, they never start with hitting or never yeah. starts with violence. Like, it always kind of grows to that. And then I'm like, huh. Good call. Good call. I guess my whole thing is like, anything could be a red flag after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has a red flag to someone. Yeah. Like, uh, I met this couple at in when I was at this wedding in Phoenix and they had Disney passes because the guy, before he met his girlfriend or his now wife, loved Disney so much, he had Disney passes. Now, if you were to set me up with a guy and he were to be like, yeah, I have passes to Disney World, I would leave the date immediately immediately and change my phone number like that to me is a sign of a pedophile and murder but yeah. to her she likes Disney now they just go to Disney together but if you were to be like oh that guy eats children in his free from his freezer I'd be like obviously he of has he passes does. to Disney so <laughs> how do you think he gets his supply <laughs> yeah exactly so what I'm saying is like I don't know it's just interesting uh and it's like so fucking sad
1: it's sad because you're like okay obviously a girl is missing. That should be scary. A guy is missing and we don't know where he is either. That should be scary. Like, you want to make sure everyone is okay. But then you just look at all the evidence and you're like, what the fuck you guys?" Like, it was two 23-year-olds, which in and of themselves, you're just like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Trying to be YouTubers. Sad. And <laughs> That's all, the saddest part. That's of- the worst part. But then it's just like. It's people that clearly weren't emotionally intelligent enough to be in a good relationship with each other and then it had to escalate to that kind of thing. Like they weren't doing well together.
3: I know. And it but on Instagram it looks like they fucking work.
1: Yeah. You put a filter on anything, you're like, Oh my God, what a cool life. And then you're like, what the fuck are two twenty three year olds doing that they can van life around the world or around US? How how's that working? How are you paying for gas?
3: Yeah. That alone is my main question. Well, it was weird. The article I read today was like, their parents bought a house for $115,000 and then a year later tried to sell it for $215,000, but it didn't work. Like, that was for some reason a line in the article. You're like, okay. (laughs) Honestly, New York Post, their writing staff is a bunch of high school bullies. Yeah. Not like people who are bullies in high school, like, legitimately, they're in high school and they're bullies. (laughs) still. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, unfortunately, I think they found the body, I so, think so she's too. dead. And I, I mean, it's so fucking sad. But I wonder where that guy. I bet he's in Mexico. Yeah,
1: and like that's always one of those things too. You're just like, what the fuck happened? That killing her was the reaction or the solution or whatever it was. Like Someone- again, so happy my brain doesn't
3: understand what that would be. So one of the Instagrams because you know I went to their Instagrams. Oh, you we went they- deep. Yeah, <laughs> I went deep. Um. He's like kissing her but like holding her neck and they were like and that was one of the last posts but he strangled her after the camera went off and it's like what? I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's like there are two ways of looking at every photo. Yeah. I hope they catch that fucking kid. I hope they do too. I would be
1: blown like I hope they catch him and I hope he's Guilty just because I feel like that's a lot easier. It would be ridiculous to me. Like, the people that are innocent but run away because they're scared of being accused. I'm like, well, you just made this 8,000 times worse.
3: Have you seen Clickbait
1: on Netflix? No, but
3: you're, like, the fourth
1: person to mention this to me in the past week, so now I have to watch it.
3: Honestly, the whole show is fucking Clickbait because you think Adrian Grenier is going to be in it the whole time, and he's not. (laughs) Like, this is the fucking Clickbait. I wanted wanted to see Danny Chase again. It's like a very sad thriller that's like not that. The payoff isn't that great, to be honest. It's not that good of a show. But it is kind of like this. If the guy's innocent. Yeah. Which he's not. I hope that justice is served. They'll find him
1: eventually. Yeah. Or he'll die down in Mexico. And then it's just like messy situation all around. Unless he like kills himself. I mean, that's the part I guess I don't understand when people do that. When they just like go on the lam. I'm like... What's your end game here? Like, what's going to happen? Because you can't run away forever. If you come back, you're going to be arrested and all that. If you are really running away for life, and you know there are people that have pulled that off, that just, that has to have worked out at least once. So what happens? Like, you can never see anyone you know ever again.
3: Yeah, I feel like he accidentally murdered her and then was like, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was it. an
1: accident, but it was, you can't, act, like, you can't just pat someone on the back and
3: be like, oh, okay, just this once. Well, did you, you saw Promising Young Woman, right? Yeah. When he kills her by accident. Yeah. By accident, it took a minute and a half. Yeah. So, you know, that director was like, I looked it up to see, the director was a female director and she said, I looked up how long it takes to suffocate someone with a pillow to kill them. Mm-hmm. She did the full minute and whatever. That's why it felt so long because it was to show that, like... He had so much time to be like, wait, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. And he kept going until he murdered her and then was like, what did I do? Yeah. A minute and a half. Like, imagine a minute and
1: a half on a treadmill when you're tired. It's a fucking long ass time. Of
3: holding a plank.
1: I can't a minute do a and a half minute. of listening to this, I'm sure, is just <laughs> like years for some people.
3: But you're still here. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Anyway, um, anyway. On a lighter note. On a lighter note. We've talked about Erica Jane on this podcast. But wait, have you seen Housewife and the Hustler? No. Okay. I watched that too. And...
1: uh, I apparently need to catch up on your weekend. So (laughs) we'll get there.
3: So Erica Jane is... We've talked about this. She's the real housewife who was married to Tom Girardi, who was a lawyer. He was a lawyer for people who... um, He was a personal injury lawyer. Mm -hmm. So basically... You know there was a gas leak in-, ca- in this town in California that ex- that caused an explosion and killed people and this got one guy in the in the documentary his whole body was burned, and his mm-hmm. girlfriend died, and he was his lawyer and like there was a gas leak in the water, so all these people got cancer, and he was their lawyers mm-hmm. and so he had a law firm and he basically won these victims millions of dollars and then he was like. Okay, it's gonna take a while to get your check because I'm gonna invest it so, like, in two years, you can get double the money. Mm -hmm. But what he was investing in was Erica Jane, his wife. It was her companies. Right. And her companies are real housewife companies. Yeah, they're not even companies. One of them was her music career, which I was like, okay. Because now he's claiming that he's like has Alzheimer's. Like they're like, oh, no. (laughs) But it's honestly, I'm like, if he's a really smart guy, there's no way this woman is that good at giving head. No. So like a part of me kind of believes he's meant he, he lost his mind because he gave this woman millions of dollars to start a music career. At forty-seven years old, mm-hmm. you have to be out of your fucking mind to think you're gonna make a forty-seven-year-old a pop star. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, All right, I know that's ageist. I'm sorry, Olivia. Whatever her name is, Rodrigo. Ro- Olivia Rodrigo is twelve. Yeah, she's seventeen, but whatever. I'm gonna play an Erica Jane song. Oh please. So this song is called "Expensive." I think it's please spelled- spell it. <laughs> it's spelled phonetically. <laughs> you know for all the victims who don't know the word <laughs> just in case just in case this song arik jane came out at 47 year old 47 years old it's called expensive xxpn dollar sign ive nice
0: fences is priceless and yes i run a tight ship and cash and and
2: it's
0: expensive to be made
3: Anyway, <clears throat> I mean, I wish it was so still like popular to
1: have ring tones or like ring back <sighs> tones because that would be mine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like you have clients calling you and they're like, "Never mind, and you know what? I'm gonna need a refund."
1: I'm like, "That's probably for the best." Um. <laughs> <clears throat>
3: Yeah, so that was her song that, you know, that plane crash that happened in uh, Asia. Mm -hmm. That song was brought to you by the victims of that plane crash. I would think so. Anyway, the documentary is so depressing. But basically (laughs) now this guy owes millions and millions of dollars because he spent it all on shit like this. And the New York Post just like loves following her around. And basically uh, this was a line from the New York Post. Jane was recently snapped shopping at TJ Maxx in Pasadena for discounted duds with her assistant. And I'm like, what did TJ Maxx ever do to the New York Post? Yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> I'm like, also, you can rack up a lot of money at TJ Maxx, so let's not hate on it, okay? Yeah.
1: Let's just be honest. We've all gotten to the checkout line thinking that we had, like, maybe $17 worth of stuff with us, and it turned out to be, like, 47
3: Yeah, as which a is ma- still great, but not as much. Yeah, as a Maxanista myself. <laughs> i'm very offended that they're like discounted that this is offensive yeah um but she brought her assistant to shop at tj maxx which i think is hilarious she's like yeah i don't know how to talk to people in aprons so do you mind come to tra- coming to translate
1: which is incredible for pasadena because i'm like girl if you've been shopping here and no one's talking to you i've tried to get help in the tj maxx before and they just walked the other way so you were just shopping That's in the wrong place you had to
3: bring your assistant she's like yeah no one really works there so
1: so i I need someone to be like, the, I need someone behind the register. So you're in today. <laughs> but they're like severely in debt. What is it? Or I mean, obviously are about to be. How do you still have an assistant when you That's like what clearly I are bankrupt?
3: How is her assistant not like, yeah, I'm going to get out of this one.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be. I feel like you're not going to be able to pay me much longer. Why don't we just exit? But unless she got some stuff out of it, then I would get it. There's like a rent the runway
3: section at TJ Maxx. So maybe they found some. There's no way this selfish ass bitch, if she's stealing from victims of plane crashes, she's not buying her assistant anything at TJ Maxx. I mean, maybe she needed makeup wipes. They're like $4. I just wonder what she tells people now because she's
1: still on The Real Housewives. Yeah. Is that happening? Is that airing right now? It's a great question. That's the one thing I will never be privy to. I'm not. I'm never I, going to be the person to ask about Real Housewives. Okay,
3: me either. But with this bitch on there, I want to know. <laughs> See, maybe that's why she's figuring that out. She's like, "Well, people love a scandal." She's a modern Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah, but like soulless. Yes. At least Anna Nicole Smith like I worked kind of felt hard. Yeah, you and know, I felt she, bad for her at the end. I'm like, "There's
1: something off here," but you do mean well. I think you have a good heart.
3: Yeah, she made her own money doing that weight loss weight loss diet pill. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, I guess that's, uh, we're like talking about soulless men who are sociopath, but she's kind of a sociopath. Oh, for sure.
1: You would just like to think that uh, if someone was doing some weird fucked up shit, that they would kind of take themselves out of the limelight to handle the fucked up shit, not be like, all right, let me still be on TV. Let me still be around for all of this. Unless she needs the income from the show. Which I'm sure that's what it is. The fact that they still allow her to be on the show is probably a blessing, and then she's just riding that out.
3: Yeah, I can't... Well, they're probably the things she does for ratings. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen to us. Neither of us like Real Housewives, and we're like, I would watch it. I don't I see mean, I'm on. like, well, how can I stream it? I need to see this bitch. Yeah. You know what, speaking of this, I mean, he murdered this girl, which is very sad, and I don't mean to make light of murder, but, right. like, he ran away. Whereas, meanwhile, this woman stole from victims of, like, tragic accidents and she's just on tv yeah showing her face
1: to those victims yeah i would like to think i'll always be a good enough person to not get myself in that situation fingers crossed
3: i mean i spend money like it's i'm setting it on fire don't get me wrong like i'm very bad with money but i just think that if i was spending money of victims of like cancer and yeah plane crashes i would be like you know what maybe this gucci bag isn't worth it yeah let me check in with myself today yeah like like, i know i can be materialistic and i know i spend too much on like clothes and all this shit i should like donate more money and all this stuff but if it was stealing you would think you would hope yeah what a nightmare um okay last thing did you hear about olivia munn's uh do you see her instagram story yes i gotta be honest i think olivia munn's crazy i think so too Do you remember,
1: did you ever watch New Girl when she was on New Girl? Uh, A little bit. She played kind of a crazy girl on New Girl. Like, had like a crazy ex-boyfriend and all this stuff. But she was really into like fighting and people being nuts. And I think that was just Olivia Munn being herself on a TV show. Like, they gave her a script with the words to say, but there was no acting there. It's like Crystalia playing a pedophile
3: twice. Exactly. And they're like, huh. Weird, you're, like, really good at this. Which made me think the other day when I was – because now I'm up early enough to see school buses. And I was like, oh, Crystal Lee is just kind of back. Yeah, I think Olivia Munn might be a little crazy. Well, because she was so clearly trying to show her baby bump. Yeah. In the Instagram. But I was like, you know she's talking about pet mental health? Yes. Which is like, okay, granted, I guess I should be paying more attention to my pet right now. But, like, how rich do you have to be to be like, your pet's mental health is important? It's like – Uh, yeah, I can't even afford better help myself. Like a lot of people are calling random people on this hotline because that's all they can afford. Yet You want to get therapy for a fucking dog? Yeah. My dog will figure it out. My dog would be fine. And it's like show signs of depression. I don't know. She shit on my carpet today. Is that depression? Is she she mad at mommy? That's not how I show it, but it could be like (laughs) she sleeps all day. Is it? Is she a puppy or is she (laughs) or is she sad? She tries to eat cockroach traps. Is she trying to commit suicide or is she just curious? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think like that's again, it's just the case of someone I'm like you got too much fucking time on your hands. Like I know. Or you're trying to like you're seeking relevancy so so hard when it's just like girl, like if you want to be an actress, go get I don't know. I don't want to say go get work because I know how difficult that is. Yeah, trust scholar. scholars, not that easy, okay? <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm sad for John Mulaney. Kind that he, of. But at the same time, I'm like, you're fucking out of your mind, too. Like, this was your doing, obviously. It's you so knew funny. What you were
3: doing. As someone who, like, was in rehab, they're like, you know, first year, you shouldn't make a lot of changes, you know? Yeah. And he completely, <laughs> He's like, completely yeah. went in the
1: opposite direction to that advice. He's like, oh, uh, let me make as many just life altering changes as possible
3: yeah they're like don't move because it's like you're like
1: not supposed to date at all in the first year really no yeah
3: it's also like very manic yeah it's very manic behavior and that bring a child into the world is uh pretty insane yeah it's a lot
1: But, you know, ink's not even dry on the divorce yet. And you're just like, I'm going to start a completely new life. You're like, no, it sounds like things are going real well over there.
3: I wonder how much Petco paid her for that ad, though. It's got to be. It's got to be astronomical.
1: Again, like a Katy Perry doing a LuLaRoe show. You have to be able to put your pride aside and just be like, this isn't great, but I'm not fucking stupid. And go for it and just hope that no one ever talks about it again. Well,
3: I think that's why she showed a bump was to be like, let's have it be this and not the fact that I'm fucking sponsoring a fucking Yeah, let me distract all the people. (laughs) Please do not talk about the fact that I'm talking about a pet therapist and like, let's just focus on the fact that I'm having John Mulaney's kid who I've wanted to have for years. Years. I wonder if his wife was like, I knew that fucking bitch was after my wife or after my husband. Probably.
1: I also think, though, we've talked about that. I mean, we talked about it last time where it's just like you see things like that and you're just like, this just got a lot easier because you're like, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm really glad that's not my problem. And this would be a huge one. It's like, oh, this is nothing to do with me. Okay.
3: Yeah, I think so. But I, there's got to be a level of like sadness. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, my dad today was like, because I was like, you know, annoyed at the dating apps. And I told my dad, I was like, I think I'm just still mad at my ex. Like I, it always comes back to that. Cause I always just like, I'm just angry. Yeah. And like still, because I feel so swindled, you yeah. know, like he lived with me. And then as soon as he was, he didn't need to live with me anymore. Yeah, he, like, As soon as he didn't need the convenience anymore. Yeah. He like totally threw me to the side and treated me like dog shit. And it just like hurts Because I'm like, I'm a smart person and I think I can. That's why it's like with all these cases of like women getting murdered and it's like, well, how did, were there not signs? And it's like. You can justify them when you,
1: things are going okay and you are happy and you want it. Yeah, exactly. You can normalize
3: anything. Exactly. When you don't want it to be abnormal. Yeah, so I think I just feel fucking swindled and stupid and it pisses me off. I don't know, just back to like. I'm sure Melanie's ex-wife is like, yeah, I'm happy. Like, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm happy I'm not being yelled at all the time. I do feel bad for the next girl he's with. I do. Like, I'm yeah. not jealous of the next girl. I'm like, Ooh. I'm going to be like, signal if you need help.
1: Hey, girl, just want to talk to you for a second.
3: I think I've said this before. If I ever see him on a date, I'm just going to be like, don't believe a fucking word that comes out of this guy's mouth. Yeah. It's like,
1: have a good one. <laughs> but it still hurts. Yeah. Well, it's also especially in like the Olivia Munn case when you're like, it's so performative. Part of it doesn't feel real. So then you're like, all right, well, can't wait to see this blow up in everyone's face. And you don't want to see that happen to someone you care about. You don't really want to see it to happen to anyone. But you're just like, I can kind of see where this is going. And if I'm right, that fucking sucks.
3: And it's also sucks because it's like at the cost of a kid's life.
1: Yeah. But good for Petco. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that was smart on Petco's part to be like, "Who's not doing a lot but is in really in the news right now?" Yeah,
1: who's relevant-ish
3: and would definitely say yes to this suggestion. Um, all right, well. You know, leave a review. I had a I fell asleep today for thirty minutes. No, three hours. Sorry. Let's be honest. I took a three hour nap today with my dog. We <laughs> fell asleep on that couch, like belly up. Aww. It was very cute. Uh don't tell my boss. He doesn't listen to this. Um and I had a dream people left really bad reviews. But it was just a dream. We don't have that many reviews. No. <laughs> we had a lot of reviews though. i was gonna
1: say i'm like you were having a dream about getting reviews at all I'm like that actually sounds pretty great
3: you know what i we have whatever now that skylar has switched careers she is ready to help matchmake on this podcast so if you have any questions dm me i always look at all of them actually technically i can't matchmake because i
1: signed a non-compete but i can give you advice and then you go off and make your own choices if she can help you not be alone basically mm. I no, can. actually she can't because I'm still. Alone. I can't. We're, you know what? We're all doing our best over here. So just DM me and we'll figure it out.
3: <laughs> yeah, just send DMs and we'll answer them. How about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's start there. Okay, my dog's gonna.
3: <sighs> Is my dog dead? No, oh, she's just tired. <laughs>